Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mysticality Talk. My name is Mystical, and today we got uh, quite a good one for you. AMD versus Intel. Now, this, this was voted on our Twitter, and um, I think this is a really interesting one. And um, next, since it wasn't Sony versus Microsoft, we'll be doing that tomorrow, I hope. But um, right now, we're putting AMD versus Intel to the battle for a processor. The pros. I mean, if you're looking for the best gaming CPU or the best CPU for workstations, there are only really two choices. I mean, I've never heard anything else except Chinese off-brand like AMD or Intel. Like, those are the only two things, AMD or Intel. You got Ryzen, you got the Thread, you got, what do you call them? I'm so dumb. I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Threadrippers, you got, then you got Xeon. So you got all of those, and you, then you got Ryzen, Intel, like i5s, i9s, I don't know, it could be i10 soon. I mean, I'm not going to be really surprised, but, I mean, the fact spawned almost a, religi a religious following of both camps. I mean, they're resulting, like, flame wars that make it kind of tricky, I mean, to get unbiased advice about the best choice for your next processor. But, I mean, in many cases, I mean, the answer is actually very clear, in fact, for most users, and they and blowout wins for AMD's favor. I mean, you could see in, in CPU benchmarks, I mean, there it's an amazing reversal as a fortune chip maker after it teetered to the edge of the bankruptcy for more than a few years ago. I mean, making its turnaround all has been quite impressive and it continues to upset the entrenched in, Intel after it enjoyed decades of dominance. So, I mean, here we are, he's battle. And, I mean, I know right now, in my opinion, AMD's doing the best, but let's see. So, I mean, this year, it's, it's going to cover, so we're going to cover the never-ending argument, literally, versus AMD and Intel desktop CPUs. I mean, we're not covering, we're not, we're not going to be covering laptop or server chips, just the plain i5s, just desktop chips, that's it. And based on what you plan to do with your PC, pricing, performance, driver support, power consumption, and security... It will give us a clear view of the statement of the competition. I mean, we'll also discuss the lithographies and the architectures and influence and losing gold pills. I mean, over there's always a clear winner, but what CPU brand you should buy depends mostly on what kind of features, price, and performance are important to you. All right, so let's start. I mean, you can see how all these processors stack up in our CPU benchmark. I mean, it's both landscape has certainly changed in the wake of AMD's Ryzen 5000 launch. And the new and AMD's new processor, the Ryzen 5 5950X and the Ryzen 9 5900X, and not to mention the Ryzen 5 5600X. I mean, those are have an upset to the mainstream desktop lineup. I mean, you can head to our uh, expensive, like it's just it's very expensive. So I mean, the Ryzen 5000 series, including pricing, benchmarks, abilities, more info, like. Suffice to say, I mean, Ryzen 5000 series are the highest performing chips on the market, and they be Intel in every metric of matters, I mean, including gaming, application, performance, power consumption, and even thermals. I mean, I know AMD had a big problem with thermals, but guess not no more. So, I mean, that could change soon, though. I mean, Intel revealed its Rocket Lake processor at CES 2021, claiming that they retake the gaming performance crown. I mean, they slated release on March 30th, I mean, which is, like, right around the corner. So, I mean, it Intel, like, pops Rocket Lake. Uh, release, I mean, has 19% IPC improvement and high clock speeds that stretch up to 5.3 gigahertz. 
Intel also has its Adler Lake chips coming to the market later this year, which will completely redefine the uh, 86 desktop PC chips are now the new hybrid architecture. I mean, Intel has drastically reduced its pricing and performance and capitalizing its sweeping shortages have that have kept the Ryzen 5000 chips out of the hands of enthusiasts. But the supply situation doesn't appear to be slowing improvement. Of course, you could get lucky enough to score a Ryzen 5000 chip during rare moments of, it, of availability. I mean, they're all sold out. Even their GPUs all sold out. But I mean, the pricing is the most important consideration for almost everyone, right? I mean, the AMD is generally hard to beat in the value department, but I mean, we can't certainly say that's for its XT series processor. I mean, the company's Ryzen 5000 series processors make an across the edge board a 50 price hike. I mean, $50 price hike, but I mean, the faster chips earn a higher price tags. I mean, higher performance, higher price tag. It's kind of common sense, I think. So, that, I mean, the company offers a plethora of advantages, like full overclock abilities in, on most models, not to mention compliment. I, I can't speak. Compliment. I'm so dumb. Com complimentary software that includes an innovative precision boost overdrive and auto, auto overclocking feature. I mean, isn't that really what you need? I mean, you can also benefit from the broad compatibility of motherboards with the AM4 CPU socket that does support both forward and backwards compatibility, ensuring that not only you do get the most bang for your processor buck, but also your motherboard investment. I mean, there are kids with the 5000 series. AMD also allows overclocking, but it's A series motherboards. I mean, as right now, it it, it it's for boon for users i mean it's a which is another boon for users so i mean it's 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 a big thing right now but as the battle of amd versus intel we haven't really discussed the actual silicone yet i mean amd's modern processors tended to offer either more cores or threads and the faster pcle 4.0 connectivity at every single price point which we'll cover below i mean we got the threadripper 900 through 3700 uh, 3, 3, then on your Cascade Lake X you got 800 to $1000 so I mean that's a big mess so the, I mean the arrival of the Continent Lake S like I mean that has found those models have found the company adding more coarse threads and features to a mainstream lineup I mean without like without being increased gen on gen pricing this equates to a substantial reduction in price per core and price per thread metrics, but AMD has reduced pricing in response to keep Intel on its toes, and as such as AMD to hold the price per thread advantage, many price ranges, and generally offers more performance in several types of workloads. So I mean, Intel included bundle cores, which is non-overclocking SKUs, you, you have to pay to, to overclock more, I mean, it's stupid, but they are flimsy and good enough at best. So we're even seeing cases where Intel stock coolers don't provide full performance at stock settings, which is kind of a big issue. So Intel also doesn't even allow to throw in a cooler for its pricey overclocker K-series SKUs. CR, it's, it's be like, I mean, you just gotta be sure to bring it see your budget. I mean, in a cooler, I mean, it's beefy one at one that. I mean, if you're planning for overclocking an Intel processor, I mean, you should get, you need a pretty beefy cooler. Meanwhile, most of AMD's bundle coolers are suitable for at least moderate overclocking. 
Still, those only come in standard out of the previous Gen Ryzen 3000 series, which most of them hasn't really supplanted the new Ryzen 5000 series equivalents yet, but I mean, only first four AMD Ryzen 5000 processors, I mean, the Ryzen 5, I mean, the Ryzen 5 5600X comes out with the bundled cooler, but Intel did bulk up the bundled coolers and several Comet Lake S models. But the aesthetic and the slight thermal improvements are good enough for AMD's match. I mean, the competent coolers that come with the Ryzen 3000 series, and they aren't available on all models yet. Got certain types, so I mean, Intel not only even charges the premium for its overclockable KC series chips, but I mean, it's you'll need to shell out for a pricey Z series motherboard for the privilege for the privilege of overclocking your process processor. I mean, Intel doesn't allow overclocking the BR8 series motherboards. So, I mean, Intel has a long history of rapid socket transition, meaning all the odds of dropping a, a new chip into your existing motherboard or taking the older processor out of a newer mother aren't as high. I mean, plan for a limited forward and backward compatibility on the Intel slide. You might miss out on PCLE 4.0 connectivity. Intel remains on the PCLE 3.0 bus that offers half the transfer speeds of AMD's PCLE 4.0 connection. I mean, that's a big thing. If you want to get the faster speeds, you want to have the newer thing. Like, PCLE is a big thing of transfer. But right now, while AMD offers the most bang for your hard-earned dollar, as with any product, you can expect to pay premium for the utmost performance, particularly the Ryzen 9 5950X and the AMD's Ryzen 5000 series is also the end of the line for the tried and true. The AM4 socket, I mean, that's really, you should expect those chips to work in the future AMD platform, right? Well, AMD's new Ryzen 5000 processors also came with bundle coolers for the Ryzen 9 and Ryzen 7 families, but AMD says that the increased performance offsets the lack of coolers and higher pricing, so the Ryzen 5000 chips still offer a compelling blend of pricing and performance, provided that you can find a retail near the recommended pricing. So, as of this, I think AMD wins in the price for performance. I mean, you got it right here. I mean, when you're comparing Intel versus AMD CPUs, Team Red has a compelling value story across the full breadth of its product stack, especially when you're taking performance per, or for, per dollar into account. However, if you're looking for integrated graphics paired with the processor, then you might want to get more than four cores. Intel is currently your only choice for chips at retail, though AMD does have its eight core Bring your chips, which is now shipping to OEMs and SLS for pre-built systems. Not that we recommend integrating graphics for most users. I mean, integrated graphics are... I recommend a graphics card. So if you're interested in gaming, check out the most recent comparison of integrated graphics and AMD on Intel's processors, where you could just look that up and we'll be talking about it here. So in the AMD versus Intel CPU battle, I mean, AMD holds the critical price bands, particularly right in the middle of the high end of its stack. I mean, our the benchmarks show that Intel's gaming performance is no slouch either, but below, I mean, below all that, you, you just got different selective gaming performance measurements that for the existing chips and a different price bands. I mean, you probably don't even think that AMD would probably be the better choice, right? But I mean, our, it's the Ryzen, the Ryzen 5000 processor and the Comet Lake S, it, it's it's just those ones. I mean, while the rem remainder of the test results gives a historical context to other previous-gen processors, 
you, you could see that AMD has to completely redefined the gaming landscape with the Zen 3 powered 5000 processors, which now hold the advantageable 1080p and 1440p gaming. I mean, the Ryzen 9 5900X, I mean, the slots are the fastest gaming chip on the market. I mean, the price will be demanded, but the Ryzen 5 5600X is nearly the same level of performance, but a more amendable $300 price point. I mean, making our uncontested top pick for gaming. So, I mean, Intel used to hold the ultimate in gaming performance, which is its, it's most expensive desktop processor, the Intel i9-10900K and the Intel i5-10900K wasn't far behind. Naturally, the Core i7-10700K slots in right between the two, but I mean, the offers of a lion's share of the 10900K's performance, but it's much lower point in power consumption. I mean, you can see all these stacks in, in the CPU benchmark, but I mean, be aware that these chips still fall behind of AMD's potent Ryzen 5000 chips. I mean, their 5000 series, A plus right there. But I mean, however, the performance melta between AMD and and and, and it's it's comp it's comparably priced. I mean, the chips often isn't worth the premium, at least for the vast majority of enthusiasts. I mean, you'd be hard pressed, like very hard pressed, to notice that. The small differences in gaming performance on the top of AMD's versus Intel stack change, but I mean, but the things are more complicated in the mid-range. I mean, referring back to our previous category, pricing is the ultimate measuring stick, right? I mean, AMD pulls off key wins in the mid-range where most of us shop. I mean, the what 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 do you got? It's the Intel Core, but I mean, the, but but the Intel Core i5 10600K serves up to compelling lead in its price bracket. I mean, making its attractive gaming chip around 260 bucks. You only need a fire-breathing, high-end GPU. I mean, one of the most best gaming monitors with a high refresh rate and get most of AMD's advantage. You'll need a, a mundane 1080p resolution to kicking your resolution up to 1440p beyond typically pushes the bottleneck back to the GPU. So you won't gain as much from your, C your CPU's uh, gaming powerless. However, you'll you'll get a bit of extra CPU gaming performance you could pay off if you plan on updating your graphics card with a newer generation while keeping the rest of your system intact. I mean, we expect like most build in the mid-range uh, to come with lesser GPUs, which generally serve in equalizer uh, e e terms in CPU performance, but also it's noteworthy that AMD provides um, often provides more cores and threads given at any price point. So, I mean, there's less of AMD's chance of erratic performance. You're running out of chat clients, web browsers, and other tasks in the background while gaming. So, if you're into the into game streaming, AMD is always the best choice due to its healthy ratio of core and threads. I mean, yeah, six cores, twelve threads. I mean, that's to me that's a great ratio. But in terms of integrated graphics. I mean, there's no beating AMD. The, cur the current company's current gen, uh, the Picasso APUs offer the best performance, however, integrated graphics of the Renier series built on that advantage. However, I mean, the Renier chips are only available in pre-built systems and OEMs and SLS for now, but they didn't stop us on getting our, our hands on the chip. I mean, you could see in the impressive performance in the Ryzen 7 Pro 475 a 4750G review, I mean, Intel has a rocket leg chips with the 
powerful new XE graphics engine coming early in 2021, which might help the integrated CPU or the integrated GPU playing field. So, again, I think AMD is the winner of this round. I mean, Intel versus AMD CPU showdown because we measure strictly on the absolute top performance possible. If you're gaming fan fantic, I mean, the prizes every single last frame you squeeze out, particularly into overclocking a AMD, is your answer on the high end. That leading edge performance will also pay off if you plan to upgrade GPU soon. Just plan to pay for the privilege. You'll find out AMD is also often the best option for mid range, unless you're running out of tricked old. If you're tricked out rigged with the fastest GPU paired to the lowest resolution uh, refresh rate monitors. You don't miss the slim gaming performance deltas that would be hard to with an AMD CPU, though at the point, either an AMD or Intel chip will provide a more than acceptable level of gaming performance. However, it's it's always good to have a little extra gas in the tank for future GPU upgrades, and AMD's Zen 3 chips was a lead there, well, at least for now. Now we're going to go on to AMD's productive productivity or AMD versus Intel productivity and content creation performance. So, in in a non-gaming performance battle of the AMDs versus Intel CPUs, this picture is a lot clearer. AMD's chip takes out one outright win in terms, and the ultimate performance is threaded productivity and creation applications. I mean, there is the Ryzen 5000 processor expandedly AMD's copious slathering of cores, threads, and cat catch it or cat. Catch, 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 catch. Same thing, <laughs> but no. Um, it's 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 processors also equates to big one in performance per dollar category. So Intel's trouble moving forward to denser process nodes has left it behind in the core count race. So now AMD has offerings on both on the HDT and the mainstream desktop that Intel simply can't match. Consider this. I mean, the AMD 16-core Ryzen 9 5950X for the mainstream desktop that offers far more cores and threads than Intel's more powerful i9-10900K. Meanwhile, AMD's Ryzen Threadripper 3900, uh, 3090X 30, comes with an insane 64 cores and 128 threads. That's a 3.5 times advantage in core counts over Intel's Halo HEDT models. So... AMD's chip is far more performance on both mainstream desk, mainstream desktop and HEDT platforms. So I mean, they're also more expensive than Intel's respective flagships. But you don't need to drop a major major dollars just to see advantages of AMD's chips, though. I mean, the Ryzen 5000 series processors again also have taken an uncontested lead in single-threaded performance across full spate of our, our of our benchmarks. I mean, that's incredibly impressive. That. It equates to faster performance in all manner of workloads, particularly day-to-day -day applications that rely on snappy responsiveness from the processor. So once again, winner AMD for for professionals. I mean, the AM for the hunt for uh, performance and content creation and productivity applications. The winner is AMD um, for the AMD versus Intel CPUs. I mean, this is a pretty pretty one-sided affair. So, I mean, AMD's lack of integrated graphics on its 8-core and above CPUs for now means you'll have to stick with Intel if you want to build or work without a dedicated graphics card. Still, most professionals want a dedicated graphics card regardless. So, I mean, just 
get a graphics card and integrated graphics is okay if you're like not playing game if you're like you play minecraft that's fine like, but if you want to play triple a games you might want to go with the dedicated graphics card i mean amd has its ryzen 3 ryzen 5 ryzen 7 and ryzen 9 and threadripper line with while intel breaks its offering up as its core i3 i5 i7 i9 and cascade lake x families to compare intel and amd cpu based specs on features we could chart the entire product stacks but we'll focus on the top chips in their respective families for sake of brevity. I mean, be aware that both companies have value options within each tier, but we can we can get a general sense of the current competitive landscape. These relatively short list. We're using both vendors' recommended pricing and street pricing to give you a sense of the current state of the market. I mean, the high end, the high end desktop. HEDT is a land of creative prosumers with fire-breathing multi-core monsters for just about every need. I mean, Intel has long enjoyed the uncontested lead in its segment, but while AMD's first-gen Threadripper lineup disrupts the status uh, the status quo, I mean, Threadripper 3000 lineup destroyed it. Alright, so I mean, Intel splits its highest-end lineup with the two classes. With the Xeon W3175X and the W2032-65, dropping its exotic LGA3647 motherboards that carry eye-watering price tags to match the chip's insane pricing. I mean, these aren't really enthusiast-class systems, though. Think of these more as professional workstation market. So Intel's HEDT lineup truly begins with the 18-core Cascade Lake X Core i9, 10980XE, and that drops the existing LGA2066 motherboards, but I mean the chip is powerful given its price point with Threadripper's 33.5 times advantage in core counts is impossible to beat, so I mean Intel basically seeded the top of the HEDT stack to AMD. You'll get more cores catch in faster PCLE 4.0 connectivity with AMD's Threadripper lineup, but they do come with higher price tags, benefiting such monstrous processors. But I mean, however, when we boil it down to per core pricing or how much you pay for each CPU core, AMD does offer a compelling value story. So in the battle of high-end AMD versus Intel CPUs, a Ryzen 9 and Ryzen 7 families square off against Intel's i9 and i7 lineup. Again, AMD holds the absolute lead with a 16-core 32-thread Ryzen 9 5950X. That sets a high watermark for the mainstream, both in mainstream desktop in, in terms and core counts and performance and price, not including the cool, but the 5950X is hard to find in stock as of right now it's sold out. But I mean, Ryzen 9 3950X is equally impressive in most, in most, in, in, in most, I mean, I mean, although it's, it's, it is as in responsive in single threader work or gaming in the 5950X, it is still like, good fit for most users. I mean, Intel's 10-core, 20-thread, core i9-10900K pales in, in comparison, but based on pricing, it actually battles the Ryzen 9 5900X, or AMD's Ryzen 9 3900X. 30, However, here we see that AMD's both core and count price per core advantage in the price bracket, which also complements with, with more catch. So, I mean, the 
PCLE of 4.0 and faster base memory support also holds an uncontested lead in every performance metric. The 10900K does offer impressive gaming performance and fast performance in light, lightly threaded workloads. However, if you must, if you must have an Intel chip, we recommend using Intel's Core i9 10850K instead of the 10900K because that's because the two chips are nearly identical in terms of performance. I mean, the 1080 the 10A uh, 850K is slightly less expensive but car carries over to overclocking to them. But Core i9 10 or 10 uh, I don't know. These are so hard to say. The 10 the 108 the 10 850K, the 10850K. That's what we're going to call it. Offers nearly the same overclocking comp compatibilities in our test as a 10900K, making very exceptional values for turners. I mean, a similar story plays out when the, the decidedly more mainstream Ryzen 7 and Core i7 markets. Honestly, they're, these chips are the majority of gamers should buy. Here, AMD's Ryzen 3800X and the AMD Ryzen 3700X match Intel's Core's 10700K thread for thread, but the Ryzen 5, the Ryzen 7 5800X beats the Core i7 10700K in our benchmarks. You'll notice that AMD's XT refresh chips in the 3900 XT and the 3800 XT are listed here, unless you're very specific for a workstation workloads that don't stress the cores fully. But it's best to stick with AMD standard X series models. Unfortunately, the non XT models are becoming rarer as AMD's gapples to crunch shortage. So when it comes to AMD versus Intel mid range and budget CPUs, are the Core i5 and i3 family do the battle with IMD's Ryzen 5 and 3 processors. This market segment comprises the most substantial portion of both AMD's Intel sales, so pricing and the value here are, are paramount. I mean, AMD's Ryzen 5 5600X matches the Core Intel Core or Intel's Core Core thread and thread to thread to challenge the Core i5 10600K's clock speed. I mean, and the overclocking advantage. So that means that the 5600X dominates the Core i5 10600K in every conceivable way. I mean, meaning there's no reason to buy the Core i5 10600K. There is just, it's none. So AMD also shored up with his defensive defenses with the new line of graphics, graphics list $120 Ryzen 3 chips. The Ryzen 3 3300X and the Ryzen 3 3100 models too. Three years ago, Intel's flagship chips cost roughly around $350 and came up four cores, eight threads, but now AMD's Ryzen 3 lineup offers the same number of cores and threads for as low as $99. The Ryzen 3 lineups of the 3300X also offers more performance than the 7700K and beats all of Intel's chips in the price range. So. That opens up tremendous, tremendous amount of thread performance at every point in the AMD stack and Intel's Comet Lake price adjustments. Obviously, the, the the resale value on order Intel chips yet below, like yet another blow. So I mean, AMD has its B550 motherboards on offer, bringing the more value cease ecosystem of PCLE 4.0 products down to the low end of the market. 
But AMD also leans on its Ryzen 5 3400G and the Ryzen 3 3200G APUs tend to fend off Intel's Core i5 and 10500K, or not K, sorry, just 10500 and the i5 10400 models. But AMD's models come with the potent AMD graphics. I mean, the units are that enable low-end gaming across the board spate of titles. I mean, Intel's chips can't hold a cradle, so you'll need a discrete GPU if you plan to do any meaningful gaming, and any gaming that we would really call gaming. So, I mean, a a AMD has made its 8-core, 16-thread Ryzen 4000 Renor, or Ren Renor chips available to OEMs and SLS for pre-built systems. You really can't buy them at retail, but we recently put those chips through the ringer and they expand upon AMD's traditional lead and iGPU performance. Hopefully, those chips are a newer variant of that, of those unreleased chips will come to retail very soon. In contrast, I mean, AMD offers integrated graphics on its APU models, which means you'll need a discrete graphics card um, for any retail chip. Which has more that has, that has more than four cores. It costs more than $150. That's significantly a disadvantage for the mainstream users that aren't interested in gaming and also eliminates a big chunk of professional or slash OEM markets. So Intel's iGPUs are mostly useless for gaming, but they're useful for display and quick sync purposes, while AMD's iGPUs offer the best gaming experience, hounds down. However, AMD's limited selection cuts in the significant portion of the market. So once again, AMD wins. I mean, when you compare AMD versus Intel CPU specifications, you can see that AMD offers more cores and or more threads at every price point. More catch supports for faster memory. I mean, PCLE 4.0 for the mid-range and high-end from the top of the HEDT market to the high-end, mid-range, and low-end sectors. So AMD has a capable Ryzen processor that offers more value than comparable in Intel models. So that is just, I mean, is that it? So right now, AMD has won every single thing, category. I mean, we still got overclocking. We still got uh, lithography. We still have architecture. We still have secure uh, security. We still have, um, what's the best, and, um, I think, in my opinion, AMD is relentless. I mean, the Zen Priest processors has redefined our expectation for both mainstream desktop and the HDD markets, catching our Intel flat-footed as it remains the mere 17 or 14 nanometer processes in Skylake architectures. So, for the past several years, AMD has gotten CPUs from value focused on power hungry solutions to lead leading end designs that deliver more cores more performance and lower power requirements but intel has fought back slowly by adding features to its cores across project stack which also results in negative side effects like more power consumption and heat generation which will only serve to highlight the company's struggles in design and fabricate its side of its operation so the amd versus intel gpu conversation is changing as Intel lowers pricing on its major lineup. However, Intel still has an ease into the drastic seg uh, segmentation policies 
that limits features like overclocking cap capability to pricey chips and motherboards. So Intel's tactic of squeezing every penny out of the feature has allowed AMD to offer more compelling value story across the full breadth of the consumer deep, uh, desktop CPU market. Aside, I mean, AMD is a clear winner here. I mean, Intel has to step up their game, so. AMD wins. Oh, I, the CPU war overall right now, but Intel processors, I mean, they could still be a better choice for depending on your needs. If you don't want best in overclocking or software support, then productivity performance without buying a discrete GPU. Team Blue has an advantage, but if you want the best balance of price and performance, Intel versus AMD lineup, or just a plan of old, or just plan a plain old fastest performance possible, but in a power efficient package, Team Red deserves your money. So, in my opinion, AMD. I've I, I've been with AMD, and I just love AMD. I have a AMD graphics card. I have an AMD processor, and to me, I just love AMD. I haven't. I've had Intel. I mean, it's. I've been. I loved Intel. They were good, but I mean, AMD just overall is the winner. I mean, they're just price. They're price for performance. It's just amazing. So, um. I mean, here's my opinion, here's my words right now. If you want a good computer that has good pricing, good gaming performance, good content, good specifications, power consumption, processor node, architecture, and security, AMD, AMD wins. So that's all I have today, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Mythicality Talk. This is all we had today, and I think this was very interesting. Next, we're going to be doing Microsoft versus Sony. That's going to be another good one. But apart from that, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you go follow my Twitter at SirMystical and at Mystical Talk or Mysticality Talk. And um, one more thing: stay mystical, everyone. See you on the next side.